0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.
1: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you
2: can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Good evening and welcome back to the Blues Focus Podcast with me, Tommy Kelsall, Sam Sheppey and Josh. How are we doing this evening, boys? Good night, you?
2: Yeah, doing all right, thank you.
1: Yeah, not too bad, yeah. Uh, off the back of another disappointing loss last night to Hull, uh, Liam Risenia, Uh His men did a 2-0 victory over the Blues in Rooney's first home game uh, down at St Andrews. Uh, not the results that we wanted, not the results that we wanted in his opening two games, um so yeah we're gonna do a, another reaction to the game tonight uh we're gonna try and you know be composed and be you know as <laughs> sort of uh, level-headed as we can but there, there's a lot of emotions flying around at the moment but uh let's just kick it off so uh josh your thoughts on the game last night what you thought of the game and how we played
3: uh, I, I, honestly mate weren't there I was uh, stuck at work But from what my brother's been saying it was, Apparently it's a, he said it was the worst he's seen Blues play for years And for my brother to say something like that Means like We must have been shocking I, I watched probably about 20 minutes of it I don't think I actually seen Blues put four passes together um, If what they're saying about the player saying something's true Then it's so has got to be done Because just, obviously clearly just isn't working on the pitch
1: Yeah yeah, it was disappointing. Again, we played very um, sloppily. Um, we didn't really have many chances in on goal. Hull had a lot of the ball. Uh, and to be fair to them, they played very well. Uh, but Sam, what's your thoughts on the game from last night?
2: Uh, it's, it's one of them games where if it wasn't going to go our way, you knew what the reaction was going to be like. And it did kind of turn out that way, especially in the fact that we conceded the first goal through that back pass from Nongello, and It's one of them things where that wasn't happening earlier on in the season. It just so happens to be happening now. And it just creates this you know, fear amongst the fans. And um, I just think as soon as you saw that lineup, I was thinking, right, okay, I think we're gonna score tonight. It's just about sort of keeping Hull out and letting them worry about us. But it just didn't happen that way, did it? You said there, Josh, about the possession stats. Like, literally, we, we didn't really see much of the ball. We weren't really stringing passes together. And it's one of the things where I think we've created problems for ourselves that didn't exist before. And it's just really worrying to see.
1: Yeah, it's a worry, isn't it? I mean, like we've started um Rooney's campaign off in a very poor way. Um, we it's just I feel like I, I'm I'm open to the fact that we're gonna play some different football, you know, different manager, different styles, different rules and everything. Um, you know, and I'm open to that. And I'm accepting of that as well, you know, because things like that always happen, you know, you're always gonna get different managers, you're always gonna get different points of view, and you're just gonna have to accept that really. Um and we're not going to get used to back you know we're not gonna suddenly sack rooney after two games you know um we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to get used to it you know and we've got to get behind him as well um i'm definitely not in favor of booing them off i said this on my blog last night uh but i understand it i can understand fans frustration with um rooney and the way we're playing um particularly as a paying customer as well you know and particularly from the sort of the idea that i think gary cook blue ceo was trying to install in us you know trying to give us like a feeling of you know we're gonna make some change from this point onwards you know this is a new blues um but personally i just i haven't seen it yet and i'm again, I'm I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm open to that changing and we probably won't get it against Southampton and, you know, we've got a real tough few games coming up against Ipswich and Sunderland as well. But in terms of, like, sticking with Rooney and trying to see what he gets out of the game, fair enough, but, you know, we just, we haven't got that at the moment and it's it's rather disappointing to see. I mean, like, in terms of the way that Hull played, Josh, what did you think to them?
3: Uh, I've seen them play a couple of games this season. And I think compared... To the last few years, they've been like a, a a doggy team for a lot of teams. They've got scraped points out and they've just been awful. I think this year, Rossini has got them really composed and in a really good way. They're playing good football. They're playing linking up passes. They're obviously scoring goals and obviously on the rise. I just... For me personally, I just don't see... Birmingham City, and I've said to my brother last night, I don't ever see Birmingham City playing with one guy up front. You look at the last 10 years, when we've had good teams, we've always played two strikers. We had Shea Adams and, and Djokovic. When Hogan first came in and he was scoring goals on loan, he was playing with Djokovic. We always played better with two strikers. Now, I don't know whether Rooney looks at changing his formations, because obviously something's clear not working. But you look at Hull that have played the same formation. This season, they've, they've brought the players in to change formation completely. They've. I think they started with three at the back last night and then they brought subs on at 70 minutes and we're like, yeah, we'll just go four at the back and still looked comfortable because they brought the right players in to change the formation. I think we've brought some good players in, but I think we've also panicked by at the same time last minute with Ollie Burke, I think. Right, yeah. I was there to positive at first, like, yeah, I'll give him a chance, but I've seen about three or four passes to him yesterday and every touch went up for a throw-in. You, you're a professional footballer earning thousands. You've got to be able to control the ball.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would disagree with you on the two-striker thing, though. I feel we look better with just one striker, and I feel like Jay Stansfield looks that role at the moment, you know, and I, I think what's in, what might be interesting to touch on, actually, is sort of some of the players' reactions from last night. Um, and obviously there's, you know, of course, rumours about um, change of captaincy as well um, circulating at the moment. But in, in terms of what we saw from last night, Jay Stansfield, and I, I saw this with Sonjic as well, and particularly with Sonjic actually from the game against Middlesbrough, um, and how they, they just don't look themselves. You know, they, they really didn't. And Jay Stansfield, like, in the chances that we've given him this season, he's been absolutely electric. And we've given them in behind, given him the ball into where he can be really dangerous. And the same with Sonjic as well, you know, like we've played him at the right positions at the right times and he's been great, you know, and he's had a very disappointing career with Blues, really. And yet we, we Rooney comes in and he, he puts his own style on it and then he, he moves everybody out of position and Sonjic starts to underperform. He's then benched for the game last night. And then Sansfield as well, who's also been banging in goals and being absolutely electric up front, didn't look anywhere near the standards he's been at. So it's like... And again, you know, I'm trying to, you know, cut really some slack, but in terms of the, the moment, like that ain't working, you know. Like the at the moment, the sort of the way he's going about things and trying to implement his own style, it's too soon for my liking. And again, that's just my opinion.
3: They just look really uncomfortable. And like you can see it generally, like even in like the video where they did they've done this um back in black videos, and like some of the players' reactions, they just don't look happy to be around Rooney and his team. i seen a training video the other day of Ramal Donovan. Uh, obviously, they put the photo up of him having his first with Rooney. All the team looked smiley, happy, like they looking like they're ready to go. And then all of a sudden they put a video up the other day and everyone just looked miserable. And I'm like, either he's got them in on a really bad training plan or, like the rumours are that they're not happy and they've said something to him, they're really not happy with the style of play he's trying to play. And I think they they need to be key focal people here and actually stand up and go, we're not happy with this. You, Like I said to you, you boys earlier, we played the exact same team yesterday, apart from Sundic being off of Burke, the same team that played against Huddersfield and West Brom. But there was complete different lack of attitude yesterday. And I don't get how a manager can come in and change that. I get Eustace was big in the changing room and he got the, the team going. But bringing in someone new like Rooney, you can't have lost a dressing room that quick.
1: No, I agree. Yeah. What do you think, Sam?
3: Yeah,
2: it's it's interesting to hear all of that because I think with obviously the manager coming in and then the players as well, I think the players do have to also take some responsibility because at the end of the day, those are the ones that are on the pitch. And I think that there was times last night where I just think the players looked a bit lethargic, didn't they? I mean, we were speaking before we went live, the fact that, you know, Long looked a bit tired and it's just players that you know weren't giving it their all and it's that thing you're saying Josh where perhaps mentally they're not in the right mind frame so they're not going to give 100% on the pitch but I think whenever you step on the pitch for Birmingham City you should always give 100% regardless of what's happening sort of outside the club or, or on a training day or whatever whenever you're on that pitch for Birmingham for those 90 minutes you've got to give 100%.
1: I would perhaps say though as well though I don't think Rooney's done his homework on us as the fans and how much we influence the players on the pitch as well because You know, you compare like how we were against West Brom, you know, because it was a derby game and because we were at home as well, we had a massive advantage over that. And in fairness, the game was probably a bit closer. And I feel like in a reverse fixture, West Brom probably would have got the win in that end. But we had such an impact in trying to get behind the team. And even when we went a goal down last night, they were still, you know, trying to get them back up on their feet. And I feel like he hasn't sort of, tuned into how we how majority of the blues fans feel about when they go to the games because myself included you know i'm a massive fan of fast entertaining football you know getting stuck into players like one of my favorite players at blues was michael kifton belt and you know fair enough rooney wants to go forward towards that style of football where we're going to play more attractive possession-based football fair enough you know but like not right now you know and i have said this last podcast and i said it in the vlogs as well at the moment we need that dogged style of football we need that style of football that's going to get some wins that's going to keep the ball out of the back of our net and then when we do start playing better and we are higher up the table then we can look to play some better football like prime example i won't drag on for too long uh, i'll let you guys talk prime example was last season burnley were an absolute machine, weren't they? You know, playing some really quality football under Vincent Company. You know, everybody feared them. And that's why they came to them, sort of looking to defend. And that worked perfectly into Burnley's hands because they just picked us off. You know, we went like a goal down inside the first five minutes or whatever. And they, it was just game over from that point. Because if you come arriving to defend, then you're going to lose. And they get that first goal and it was game over. However, you know, Burnley, they stormed the league, won the league with ease, really. But they're now in the premier league and they're now struggling because they're playing the same style of football and i think burnley the twitter page itself has even asked for the fans to get behind them but i don't think they realize at the moment that that football from the position that they are in currently burnley doesn't work with where they are they need to scrap some results they need points on the board they need to stay up in the premier league earn that bit of money and then they can play that better attractive football and push them further towards it's like us at this moment. We don't need the attractive football at the moment because we're not there yet. Yes, we might be there in the table roughly thereabouts, but the championship can change at any given point, and it has, you know, we're back in mid-tables positions now, aren't we? Whereas like if we were just winning those games by the skin of our teeth, it wouldn't matter if we if we hypothetically if we were back in the Premier League, then we would still have to play that doggy style of football. That's just where we are, unfortunately, at the moment. But I, I am in favour of moving towards a better style of football because who isn't? I can't really think of who would like to see unattractive smashing into play. Well, actually, no, I say I probably would. quite not like seeing that type of football. <laughs>
3: <laughs> who wouldn't want to see that type of football? I mean, but I least, like get, it. Going on what you said though, where you got a Rooney's got to do his homework on the fans. I think the silly mistake the Blues have made as well was the day before announcing the full Tilton's Open. You are not going to sell that Tilton out in a full day. Maybe I'd have left that full opening back till we got Ipswich on uh, next Saturday. I'd have tried selling that out that game for the first game with the full Tilton. But I don't think Rooney's helped himself. I have seen a lot of negativity online regarding his reaction after the Middlesbrough game. Um, apparently it was a lack of like effort t- towards the fans Like, didn't really want to clap them and stuff like that if that is Chelsea, Tommy, you without, I'm not sure if it's true but if it if that is true you've got to know that Birmingham City run on their fan base yeah. if the fans could own the That's club true. and run it like some of the lower league teams we would 100% every person inside that ground would pay money to buy that club and we would run it from the fans and we'd run it 10 times better than anyone else but we've got a guy in charge of us now with Wagner that a lot of people are giving hate to, and I don't think he deserves it. Someone the other day no, asked sure in a post, called him faceless. The guy has been at every game. <laughs> How can you call the guy faceless? He's put his face everywhere. Yep. He is. He's been in away ends. You tell me when BHSL were in an away end at Preston North End. No. Midweek, never, the guy's not faceless. The guy knows business. The guy's worth business is worth 9 billion pounds. He does not have a 9 billion pound company for being faceless and not knowing what he's doing. Yep. Yes, don't get me wrong. It's a complete different business. And I think maybe at the moment we're looking too much at, oh, let's get that Birmingham wheel. So everyone you've seen it on social media the last few days, mm. everyone going crazy. Cause then warehouses have been sold by Birmingham wheels. There's too much from fans expecting, oh, we've got new owners. They've got many. Yes, we'll have a new stadium. We'll be winning the Champions League in five years. It's not going to happen. Um, to said it the end of last season. He said it at the beginning of the season. He, Craig Gardner said it. This is not a project that's going to happen in the space of a couple of weeks. This is a three to five year plan. And I think some of our fans are too much in their head of, oh, we've got new things we deserve better. We, we're going to do a Man City and buy the league. And it's just not going to happen.
2: Because it makes you think, doesn't it? Like, what did Eustace say to the owners for them to sort of change their mind about him, I guess? Because we heard about this misalignment. Gary Cook said it in his um, sort of press conference with Rooney where there was this misalignment. I wonder what the misalignment was and what Rooney says as opposed to Eustace to make them sort of go with this guy instead of what we had before.
3: I reckon, I was reading someone put it the other day, there was a potential about a new contract for Eustace But rather than him being a head coach, they wanted to make him a manager. So he obviously the difference between the two is a head coach is basically a yes man to the board and obviously a manager makes all the decisions. But I don't think Youth just wanted to be a manager. I think he was happy being a head coach and that's where it's different because the owners are going, Well, no, we want to put the trust in you. You make decisions and he's going, No, I just want to pick a team and play a game and make my job easy And I reckon that potentially could be if there's any truth to it, like I said, don't know if there is just seen it on Twitter but if there's any truth to that and him not wanting to become a manager, it's kind of understandable why they'd look somewhere else. They want they want a certain way, a certain ethos of how to run the club. And if you just don't want to do it, unfortunately, if you don't want to do your job, you're out the door, ain't not you? So it's the same situation there.
1: And I, I, I buy into that ethos. You know, I, I, I completely respect this, you know, because you can't say as a club in the last... 10 years, well, it's whenever since we've been relegated, that we've had a winning mentality and a, a mentality of let's get back into the Premier League. We've had God knows how many relegation battles now. So I completely agree with Gary Cook when he says that we need a new winning mentality. I completely agree with it. And I've also said that if Rooney isn't the man for the job, then they will find somebody else to go and put that position in them for him. It just, it feels like the message hasn't gotten to Rooney yet. That's the thing. That's that's the frustrating thing for me. Like I can accept losing. And, you know, it's, it's shit whenever we lose. It's like, and particularly from last night, it was like, oh, okay, you might have learned some mistakes from Middlesbrough. And the lineup as well, it looked like we were, you know, perhaps changing a few things. But it just doesn't look like the message has gone through to him. What we want from the team, really, is that sort of absolutely die on the hill trying to win the game. And last night just wasn't that. And neither was Middlesbrough. We just didn't look like we know what we were doing. I, I, I presume we were, although it depends on what the really is happening behind the scenes. Of course, we never know. But it just doesn't look like we know what we're doing. And it looked like we were getting to a point when we were playing Huddersfield and West Brom. You know, we are playing fast, 4 one counter attacking, get the ball out to Dembele, who last night was just... Again, a shadow of himself. He was still trying his best. Like everybody, I'm sure, was trying their best. But they just didn't work in the positions they were. Like, Sariki Dembele easily is our best player going forward. Hands down, there is nobody better at the club than him, than that. And he works best. And I've not just picked this up as well from watching him at Blues. I've been a massive fan of his before he even joined us. So when we signed him in the summer, I was delighted with that. I thought, oh, here we go. Like, this is like proper rock and roll football this is like as soon as like he's gets on the ball he stays as wide as he possibly can and then as soon as the fullbacks as close as he is then he just gets past him it's uh, undoubtedly he's got fantastic foot control you know the ball is past him immediately so why we then why Rooney has then thought to suddenly try and move him slightly inwards and try and cut in through that left back roll just doesn't work you know oh sorry right back roll he, he doesn't work he's a he's a, he's a proper winger and that's why I feel like we're trying to change players into a system that doesn't work for them you know and it's fair enough you know Rooney again probably going to repeat a few points tonight but like again if Rooney wants that style of football fair enough not with this team though it's as yeah, simple as blues, that though,
3: we all, we always seem yeah. to play players out of position we I, I can't remember when we, we we haven't gone a season where we haven't been playing players out of position. The only thing I, I'm I, I'm quite looking forward to is Anderson coming back. I think that's he's he's been vital at the moment because he is very attacking. He gets a ball and the first thought is forward. Yeah. I think he's a massive miss. Uh Cannon is showing he's a he's a massive miss at left back. Like, don't get me wrong, Longello, we were all sat here, high horses, praising him anything after Huddersfield and Baggies. Mm-hmm. He had two games of his absolute career. But last night I've seen him get the ball twice and both times he's running down the ring and he looks like he's going to fall over the ball. But you, you try to run too quick, just slow it down. You've got Dembele in front of you that can run 100 mile per hour with a ball at his feet. Give him the ball and you just be that player to link up like you do before. Yeah. Um, and drama, he's growing into the team. and I, 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 He's had a few bad games, but Long did when he first came in and then people absolutely love him now. I think Ethan Led coming back into training, there's going to put him on his heels, and he's going to have to do some serious work. If Ethan Led, because Ethan Led walks into that team at the moment, oh, absolutely, that's (laughs) what he does.
1: Well, this is what we were saying on the podcast a few weeks ago. Is that I think it was me and you, Sam, were talking about it as well. It was like, you know, we we should have we should adopt a policy of play until you shouldn't be in the team anymore, and you know, don't fix what ain't broke, which is. Kind of ironic, really, with what's gone on in the it past is. few weeks. Mm-hmm. But like Ethan Laird, at the moment, as soon as he's fit, under the current performances that Cody Drama has been having, walks back into the team, doesn't he? And that's that's the same way with anybody else. I mean, like, I I, I would personally, I would say, and people might disagree with me on this, but I would say that last night, sorry, uh, Middlesbrough was Rooney's mistake. Shouldn't have changed the team. Should have kept the same team that beat Albion. I think last night. I would say the players were to blame because they were just... It was something about them last night. They just didn't look on it from the word go. You know, Dembele, as much as I praised him for getting forward and, you know, that work on the left-hand side, his finish in that first instant it was just appalling. You know, he made no mm. contact with it at all, just completely misses the ball, slices it. And, like, Manny Longello, basic mistake to give away for the goal. Really simple. Should have just, like puts he should have looked over his shoulder immediately. He literally you see him on the highlights in the close up angle. He doesn't even look over his left shoulder. Like he literally passes blind. He doesn't even see Liam Delap. He steps in I call in. it the ball. long
3: yellow turn, but he's so used to <laughs> facing the defenders here and he goes to go that way and then turns and just rolls a defender. Right. And when that ball rolled into him I thought he's gonna just turn him here. Down the wing lead them. Why has he gone backwards? That's what don't make sense. He's never once in that much space, thought, oh, I'll give it Ruddy.
4: Like,
3: Ruddy's like, not, not even like necessarily paying attention because I think Ruddy's looking at him going, right, turn in, get down that wing. You've got uh, Bielik, I think, and it was Bielik and Dembele in that pocket there, just find one of them with a pass. And then he's dodged a pass backwards. Like, don't get me mm. wrong, you see it in the Premier League, players do it all the time, but you've never done that pass. So, why are you going for it? Mm. It, it just it makes sense. But the other thing as well that's really starting to drive my nut in, you've got the number seven on your back, but you're not Cristiano Ronaldo. Bakuna needs to learn simple football and stop all this trying to fancy tricks because he tries it, loses the ball, and then paddies that he's lost the ball. And I think he tries to do too much in the middle of that park where he could, there was twice yesterday he could have played a simple pass to Dembele and carried on his run and just got the ball back and carried on. But he's like, no, I'm going to turn and try and do a roulette and a pirouette and mm. through their legs or whatever. And you just he's that situation. type of
1: player, isn't he, at times, Bakuna? He like, likes
3: it's... the flair, and when it comes off, don't get me wrong, I'll happily mm. sit there and be like, yes, Bakuna. But he <laughs> tried it too much recently, and even against Baggies and Huddersfield, even though we played well, he did the same there, and I think he just needs to be calmed down a little bit.
2: A lot of yellow cards as well for Bakuna. Like, that's, that's one thing that I've noticed. Like His disciplinary record isn't great, is it? He's banned from um, the- yeah, there you go. Already down for the next game.
1: I mean, let's talk about next game then. I mean, that could be a really tricky game. I mean, Southampton, they're obviously just relegating from the Premier League, just come down. They've still got some very decent Premier League players. They've only just sold James Ward Prowse. So, you know, it was lucky that he's not in the team still. But like, Shay <laughs> Adams, Adams, of course, Chey
3: yeah, Adams is he's cool, uh, he is scoring. Sorry, I've gone 3-0 Southampton. I was I doing a thing with friends friends that were. I can't see us. If we're playing anything like we have against Middlesbrough and Hull, Southampton will absolutely batter us. Now, I'm hoping Rooney comes out with some prime Iniestas in midfield with Sunjic, and we go and batter them 3-0 and shove it down Shredham's face. He should have come back to us. But I don't see it happening, unfortunately, boys.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a tricky game. I've got to be honest. That those are the probably the games that I would recommend sitting back against. Um, not really for the whole game. I feel like one of those games where we could start the game, um, just trying to keep them out of our box as much as we can, really. Not inviting the pressure on God, no. That's what we did against Watford, but you know, trying to keep the ball up the end of the up the other end of the pitch as much as we can, you know, and like from then on, we'll see how it goes because, honestly, if they get past us in those first few minutes, it could be game over, honestly. That's the way I feel at the moment. I mean, like it's a, it's a tricky game even if Eustace <laughs> was still in charge. That's my personal opinion. Like mm. it's It was never going to be an easy game. It looks like a really hard game now, honestly. I feel like it's one of those games that we've got to be tight as we possibly can to every single player at every single instance. You know, it's just... You know, because they'll they'll rip us apart. Otherwise, you know, like I said, they're an old. They've just come down for the Premier League, but and particularly where the fans are at the moment, it could get really toxic. I mean, I'm trying to remain as you know present as possible, you know, and trying to analyze things and be balanced with things because it's not all Rooney's fault, but he's he's sort of got the fans offside by trying to change too much, in my opinion, and that's fair enough. Again, going over that point, you know, he's just got to be a bit smarter with how the fans to react. It. Because if you're offside with the fans, then you, you're not going to win us back. You know, Even if he wins against Southampton, <laughs> I still think that the large majority of the fan base are still going to be unhappy.
3: We need... Mm. Southampton's one of these. Unfortunately, we're all sitting here going, they're going to batter us. Southampton have been playing great football themselves. Mm. They're getting good results. Plymouth, I think they literally got a 92nd minute winner. Then they had the game the week after they got a 94th-minute winner. Then they went and got battered by Leicester. So they're a bit of a hit and miss at the moment. Who's going to turn up? You've got, like I said, Shea Adams up front. You've got Armstrong, who's fast. Mm. Their defence is solid. And they haven't really lost many Premier League players. And they've added to their squad. But I think even if he goes and wins that game, you then need to go and win against Ipswich. That's, that's a must. You are back at home. You have to be winning that game against Ipswich. Sunderland is going to be another tough one, especially away. They've mm. not given us many fans, so they're fully expecting to just dominate the atmosphere. We need to go and shut them up. And then a week after that, you've got Sheffield Wednesday. Now, if we get to Sheffield Wednesday and he hasn't got a single point yet, I can see doubt starting to worry and people are thinking that Sheffield Wednesday are going to start picking up three points against us. <laughs> At the moment, I'm hoping we don't get there. But they're four tough games. and I think Sheffield Wednesday is going to be the key point. If he does not get three points... Between Southampton, Ipswich and Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday is where he's going to proper feel Birmingham City fans' hatred.
1: Boy, especially if he loses, God, I mean, like yeah. they've been absolutely mm. abysmal. Um, let's let's go to a few comments. We've been talking for a little bit now. Uh, let's go to uh, Bobby Fernell here saying he can't go defensive; it would be completely contradicts his appointment. He should he, uh, he should do it. Uh, that's how we'll get points. Uh, but Cook justified this change with no fear comments. Uh, so I mean, that's interesting to say, isn't it? Because like. I mean you it's just it's really what he should be coming in to do really playing that no fear football and last night it, it, it just had a shade of fear didn't it i mean i don't know what your guys opinion on that is
2: i think it's fear from the fans isn't it because we've seen <laughs> the football change so much and it's so much so soon as well and that's where a lot of the problems have come from you know with the fans watching it they can see that the players aren't fully adjusted to it yet and i mean I think next month there is actually another international break, isn't there? So
1: that could help us, yeah. There, there'll that's be a bit sure. more
2: time. There'll be a bit more time to sort of figure things out. But I suppose if you get to that Sheffield Wednesday game and we're speaking about, you know, if he doesn't get three points in, that's gonna be like real pressure already. But um I think that international break will help with the adjustment of trying to play the football that Rooney wants to play, but it's just so worrying at the moment, isn't it? And um, I I mean, I've seen the phrase no fear football so much on Twitter that it gets to the point where I might even have to mute it because everybody's just sort of saying it in the context that like, you know, we're the ones that are in fear and it's just seeing it so much just sort of take you back to that day, doesn't it? When Eustace got the uh, sack and we were all fearing the worst and it looks like our worst nightmares have come to fruition, really.
3: What if it the talk about this no fear, what if it is the fact of our players having no fear? Because they're all scared of. Birmingham City fans can turn very quickly. I've been first to me. I've seen it turn in the space of half an hour of a game. What if the fact the players are now in fear of jobs, um, positions, and places? And that's what they mean by no fear is the fact players. have no fear and just go for it.
1: I don't know. It's so. So, do you mean like in terms of like no fear from the players, sort of about their own positions? Do you mean? Yeah. Or... Um, yeah,
3: I think there's a lot of fear at the moment of... So, for one question that a lot of fans have is, why have we brought Emmanuel A to stick him on a bench? But does Sanderson and Long have that fear of, if we mess up, we lose our position to this guy? Um, situations like this, and it's, it's get rid of that fear because that's what's causing us not to get the points.
1: Right, okay, yeah. I mean, I would still say, though, that in terms of like the fear, in terms of like playing badly and losing your position... I think that comes down to like how comfortable you feel in that position. And Sonjic has lost his position after having a very good start to the season. Mm. And yes, what's he done wrong? He played one bad game in a position that he's not used to. So I think in terms of what you're trying to say is, is that if we have fear in us about losing those positions, then you know it, it can't really come down to the fact that we've had one bad game, really. So I don't know. It's... Mm.
3: It's a tricky, tricky one. one. Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's just, there's no, we, we all, obviously we, like you say, we all hear this, no fear, no fit there's no actual, there's been no statement to actually sit there and express what they're actually wanting from Rooney.
4: What Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
0: Picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It would be helpful
3: if the fans know what the owner's looking for. If the owners are looking for, okay, we want a mid-table finish just better playing than last season. Then we've just got to sort out the playing style, keep getting the points, and where we are now is going to be fine. But from the attitude that we're all getting, we're all understanding. Okay, these are wanting pl- these are wanting playoffs or promotion, mm. and we're just not giving that. So it'd be helpful if we could actually know what the board has set out. What what are our mm. uh, aims for the season? What are what are we trying to reach?
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, I understand what you're thinking behind that as well because. I think with the um, more transparency between us and the board as well in terms of communication, I think that probably would be good to know sort of their ideas really because they have said that the the eventual target is to get us back in the Premier League. But also, when about is that? You know, are we expecting it this year? Are we still a work in progress? I mean, Rooney has said that himself, but. Gary Crook has said something differently, who's obviously the CEO. Obviously, we haven't heard anything from Craig Gardner in recent weeks, who's the technical director who's supposed to be working very closely with Rooney. So, you know, what's the sort of plan for this season? You know, what what can we expect? Because if they're going to say, look, we're not expecting to go up this season, fair enough, you know, and then we could perhaps say, well, it's probably going to be a bit of a shit end to the season. But like, if we're expecting to go up and expecting to push for those positions, and this is how we're playing, I ain't sure about that I really it's well don't. below
2: the standards they've set isn't it and i think we're going back to craig gardner i can't remember the last time he actually spoke to like club media publicly so like a youtube mm-hmm. interview or something because i remember um at the start of the season i think it was a couple years ago when boya was there he'd done an interview didn't he at the start of the season sort of addressing this three-year plan that he had in mind or whatever but obviously that went out the window with the um, new owners coming in everything but I'd love yeah. to see sort of him sit down with an interview speak to the club media and actually address the fans and their concerns at the moment because I think that would sort of um quieten down I guess a section of the fan base that is wondering right what are actually are our targets because we spent this money we're being promised all these things but it's not actually happening for us.
1: Something we could link on to this is perhaps some of the um booing that we got uh, so we got comments comment here from Rich saying the uh, abuse from Rooney, the Rooney got from that section of the fans in the railway and when he was walking off was a disgrace uh, it was a shame to be a Blues fan when I heard it he's our manager get behind him um, I completely agree you know I, I, I wasn't booing him I was frustrated as many fans were and I'm pretty sure that you know a lot of us were expecting more from these first two games I was expecting definitely from Middlesbrough a good setting of standards, you know, attacking, you know, winning mentality, you know, it's buzzwords and I'll probably go over and over of saying this, that we should have kept to the same team of what was winning and then progress from there and seen where we could change it and where Rooney could implement his own style. Um, But to, to get on his back so early, I mean, it, it gives off vibes that as if like we should be demanding more when really, let's be honest, like we're blues. We've had a couple of seats. We've had a, f- few years now where it's been like absolute dire football so the fact that we are in sixth position is good but I also accept the fact that we're demanding better standards now so like I don't know it's it's a difficult one to say but in terms of the way you were talking then about Craig Gardner Sam I suppose you could link that with the fans getting on his back quite soon
2: Mm, that's what I was thinking actually in the fact that Rooney was sort of getting booed off at the full-time whistle and that clip I've seen a lot of times on Twitter different sort of accounts posting it that aren't related to Birmingham And I just think to myself, is that the impression we want to give off, you know, of our fan base? Because I think, as a fan base, it's just not how we are. I don't think, you know, it's sort of unrecognisable, sort of booing off a manager after two games. I'm just not a fan of it. I I saw something on Twitter saying, like, you know, that's the reaction that, say, for instance, Steve Cotcher would have got towards the end of his tenure, not like a new manager after two games. And I do agree, though, that type of fan base.
1: I do agree. Actually, somebody else just put this in the comments saying that nothing wrong with football fans expressing themselves. Though, I, I do agree with that. I do personally mm. agree with that. You know, to an extent, they, they, but also they are paying customers as well. That's absolutely, the thing. and you piss absolutely. them off, and then you start to lose the rest of the fan base. Then, so I, I agree with that. I do, but also as well, there are. I, I also understand the context behind it. But um,
3: at the same yeah. time, yes, express yourself. Yes, people aren't happy. Rooney's come in. But from things I've read on Twitter, people were booing him when the Tannoy announcement was, welcome your new Burnley City manager, Wayne Rooney. People mm. are booing him before the game's even started. So, mm. how stupid do you look if you booing your own manager, first home game he's got, you're booing him on his walkout. Imagine if he'd gone and put four past hole. You'd look like yeah. an absolute idiot. But now you're actually sitting there going, well, I told you. Where are you going to get points with him? That's it, isn't it? People saying, oh, I, I, I want to go, stupid. I told you so.
1: Yeah. And that's no such one a... knew
3: what was gonna happen. Everyone said Holt and Middlesbrough were gonna to be tough. They are, if not the most informed teams in the league. I think there's only like Certainly, Leicester yes. and Ipswich up there with them. They were gonna to be tough games. But yeah. the boo manager as he's walking out to his announcement is ridiculous. It's it is. that
1: it's that sort of it's that such divide that I thought we were getting past as Blues fans because we've had see, I, I reckon well, I, I personally reckon since the sacking of Gary Rowe, but as a personal point of view, from when I, you know, first started to go back again after that long period with Carson Young and just refusing to go to any of the games, you know, funding funding the crook, um, I, I I when we sat Gary Monk, and the atmosphere afterwards when we had Clotet in charge was just so different because. You know, and it has parallels to Rowett and Zola. It has parallels to Monk and Clotet. You know, the fans, there's just such a bitterness about us. And there's such a deflation after when we get rid of what was working. And even Rowett and Monk weren't working to such an extent. You know, we hadn't been back in the Premier League at that point and then come back down. You know, we'd still been in the championship for all that time but there's that sort of feeling that you get when you change a manager and you go for the big idea. And I I respect the idea of going for the big idea and the big picture. But the fans sometimes, when you do stuff like that to them, you you, you start to disrupt how they're feeling about the game and how they're feeling about the team. So I I emphasise with them feeling upset. I don't understand. I don't don't accept. Well, I can't work out to phrase this, but I, I don't like that they're booing them. Booming because it's two games, you know, and some managers. I think Gary Gary Monk lost his first game, and Rowett only drew his first game against Wolves. So you know, it does take time, but like in still in like with Rooney and things like that, it, it's it's got very similar parallels to Monk and Clotet and Rowett and Zola. So yeah, I'm hopeful it it does pick up because I could just see it slipping back into the same way we have been for the last ten years, really. And I thought, oh. <laughs> Sam's dropping in and uh, oh, out. Yeah. I thought. I thought. I a thought, black
2: screen. Then they came back. <laughs> I thought.
1: I, I thought we were past those times, and that's why I thought. And particularly, actually, I'll point this game out. Leads at home. I was absolutely so desperate to win that game because I mm. thought the new blue starts here if we win this game today, and we did. And I thought we are absolutely away for the season. And for those first few games, we went undefeated, didn't we?
4: You know, it was only yeah.
1: we we only lost in, like was it Watford the first defeat of the season? And even then, we played well. We played well against Preston as well. I thought the new Blues are here now. You know, we we we've got that win against Leeds. We've beaten Bristol City easily, and then we changed the manager. And that victory now, in my personal opinion, has no reflection on the season anymore. That's not the same Blues. Just can't be.
3: Well, you spoke earlier about the winning mentality of we've got to be no-fear football. Don't get me wrong, when we had Rowan in charge, we were playing good football, we were in a good position. Same situation with Eustace. But the last time I actually think that Burnham City had a no-fear winning mentality was the year we got relegated. When we were in the Europa League, we were pushing for playoffs. I think we finished 6th or something that season. Mm. That's the last time I actually physically remember Burnham City we're pushing that good. We were in Europe, fans were buzzing, and then literally started the downward spiral. And I think, mm. I think a lot of fans are still in that downward spiral. The second something goes wrong, they they turn, and mm. I think we just got to work around it, figure out a way to get the fan base connected with the club without relying on the manager doing it. We need to we need to see the passion from the players to get that connection back.
1: Yeah. Thoughts on that, Sam.
3: It's it's
2: one of the things where like we've been through it so many times as Birmingham fans, isn't we? where we've had something good and then all of a sudden it's just gone wrong, isn't it? Like you we mentioned about the Gary Rowett stuff, the Gary Monk stuff. I remember actually when Monk got sacked because it was towards the end of the season, wasn't yeah. it? I think it was once the season was over, there was this dispute, wasn't there? And then Clotet got put in charge and there was this weird atmosphere around the club. But it tends to be that, you know, we sort of go on a bit of a streak and then it's like a real, real sudden dip in form. And that dip in form usually happens around about the sort of New Year time, does not it? Where like we're doing well and then it's like New Year and then it sort of drops off a bit. But it's going to be really scary, isn't it? If we go sort of four or five games without a win and then there's real pressure on Rooney, then it's only going to sort of make the fan base even more vocal in their disapproval of Rooney. So I'm just hoping that this first win does come. But I mean, we're playing Southampton on Saturday. Don't really expect much from there. It's on Sky Sports. You know how much of a big deal they're going to make of Rooney, don't you? And it's going to be all about him, but um, I'm sick of seeing uh, Rooney's Birmingham. Exactly, up. exactly. Yeah, I
0: think that it um, time. He'd be lucky to have Birmingham, I think, Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs> mm.
3: Yeah, I think that's I the problem mean... that we've brought in such a big name, and I think maybe some of the players are looking at it, going, "Well, i would not to be playing for a club that it's. We're not. we Birmingham City. We're not Rooney's Birmingham. I think that." It might be a bit of a too big of a name over here to have brought in and potentially not what we're looking at. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, let's let's um, let, let's get some more questions in then, or oh, some uh, more statements. It's big, going for a big one here, actually. David Smith, is it too early to say Rooney out? Yes, <laughs> <Go> on, <guys>. <laughs> yes,
3: yes. <laughs> if you're uh, uh, sat there in the fans that the last night were saying Rooney out, give your head a wobble because. <laughs> I, I've I've seen other clubs. Like I think Klopp had it uh, in his first season at Liverpool and he had something like a 32% win rate. And they were like, oh, the worst guy to run Liverpool ever f- for centuries. And now he's won them everything. It happens. He's coming into a new team and he's got to get the players to adapt to his playing style or find the playing style that suits him and suits them. Sitting there and calling for a manager's head after two games is just stupid. Mm-hmm
1: sam
2: yeah i completely agree with it the fact that two games in like that's it, it's nothing isn't it and it's just this whole storm that's been created and you're just trying to say sort of the worst thing possible and i thought a lot of the twitter comments last night it was very sort of reactionary wasn't it because i was going to put something on myself and i thought better of it and uh so let's just put my phone to one side for the night and uh, <laughs> uh, let's relax left sort bit, of all, yeah. all, all the comments to go on and uh, yeah. not give my immediate take because I'm, i think my immediate take would have been a bit explicit really <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think most people are like that i mean like i was a lot of what i say off camera is uh, more reactionary i try and keep particularly in my vlogs, just try and keep it as like level-headed as possible really because like i was particularly in the car on the way back i was just like why is he chasing the team so much i was mm. just like getting so frustrated <laughs> with it but i was calming down as well but i suppose we could reverse that question or alternate that question slightly and say, how long does he have in terms of losing games until he gets the boost? Christmas. Did you say Christmas? Re- Christmas. Really Christmas? I,
3: think, I mean, how I many games Christmas have we got until did, that point? I think from now till Christmas, And I looked at the other day, it's something like 11 games. I think that's enough that you need to... I think if he hasn't if won the- a game in the first 14 games of being in charge of a club... I've seen. Watford are going for it. They've been through God knows how many managers in the last like three years. I think it's like eight or something stupid. Like we don't want to become like that, but I think well, we kind like of are, is we? we kind but, of are. We already up in that. We time. Yeah, but Christmas. I think if even if you're not winning every game, I'm not saying you're not going to win every game. We could, we're going to lose games. We're going to draw games. We're going to win games. I think that Christmas run up. And that period there is going to be tough. And I feel like if he utilises the squad properly, we can come out of a few points. But I think if we've not won a game by Christmas, I think you've got to be looking before the January window at who's going to come in and direct the players in to push that team in a different direction.
1: Sam, how many games do you give him if he keeps up this form?
2: It it depends a lot on fixtures, I think, as well. Um, I would like to see... Rooney really have a window maybe because i imagine there would be targets that are identified between now and the january transfer window with rooney having this manager role i imagine that he'll have some sort of impact in the transfers that come in and he'll have maybe targets in mind uh, contacts that he'll have that perhaps other people with it around the football don't so it may be one of the things where if he wants to play the certain style of football maybe he doesn't have the players that he wants to do it yet so have those players, give them players a bit more time, but it's all, you know, touch and go, isn't it? Because we could be saying this and we could be right down the bottom and in another relegation. Oh yeah, but
1: that's the risk. I, you I know run, it sounds really know.
2: negative, but like... Honestly, With three like, points above like, 19.
1: Know. That's the thing, like, and I understand though, like, You know, we're we're not trying to get away, uh, get ahead of ourselves in this. But let's be honest here. The championship is as close as it comes in terms of divisions. A couple of defeats and we are right back in that relegation battle, you know, because it's well like we're sixth, like before Middlesbrough. But then we lose and we drop down to seventh and then we are currently 12th now. So it only takes two more games to drop down more positions. But then to make those back up. I mean, like it just it's it's such a difficult job he's given himself. And that's it why is. I was again going back over this point, but like I'm just so frustrated, so baffled by the fact that he changed so much. It just it just doesn't make sense to me. Like just stick to the four, two, three, one. It was a winning mentality. It was it's like, almost like a winning, winning, winning mentality,
2: well. it was winning. Yeah, was <laughs> like, like, man, we like moves, sorry, sorry, Josh, you gone, you've gone. No, I I went. Now, I, was, I was going to say, like, about the starting lineup against Middlesbrough, because that really shocked me the first game where you put Gary Gardner in from the start in sort of like a midfield free almost. And I thought, what is this? Like, let's it be seems fair, if... though.
3: Craig's paid his pocket, wow. So he's got to pay him back, any? So you're Ooh. saying that
1: Craig Gardner <laughs> gets him a job. So he's got to pay his brother. Is that what you're saying?
3: He leaves DC United because he wants a job back in England. Coincidentally, we've come sniffing in for him and give him a job. Craig's good friends of him. And he's gone, mate, just play my brother. Because I read some it, Craig, Gary Gardner needed one start. Conspiracy <laughs> files here, Blues. <laughs> no, I read some. It, I don't know how true it is, but I read some that was Gary Gardner needed one more game to get his um, pay rise in his contract. Really? But actually, BHSL did the same with Etheridge, which is why they brought Rudy in, that he's got like two more games or something to get uh, three or I mean, four I do remember, a pay rise.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so yeah.
3: I think there was something out like with Gary Gardner. So I'm not being funny. If he's coming in and going, just give him that one start, mate. Get him that pay rise. Then sound. Let him sit there on 12 grand a week on the bench doing nothing. He ain't going to care.
1: <laughs> it's uh, Yeah. I mean, I do remember the Efridge situation because yeah. as Harley Dean as well, wasn't it? So that's why yeah. we didn't play him for such a long time. But I said, I, I, personally,
3: at the moment, I'd be giving the whole team a wobble. I'd be giving Efridge a go. Because I think Ruddy in the last couple games... He played really well against Middlesbrough and he kept us in that. But this season, he has made eight or nine mistakes that should not be happening. No, I disagree. I'm I'm not sure about Efridge. I think that's a bit too far. I I completely uh, disagree with that. If you're trying to play it from from the back, back imagine Efridge playing out the back. No,
1: no, no. Not at all. (laughs) No way.
3: For example, the goal against Middlesbrough, I've seen seen a lot of Blues fans reacting to it. Fair enough, yeah. He doesn't go for the ball, he just hits that. And you should let you think about it. It, And there's been a few mistakes he's made this season and and not being funny. Yes, Etheridge is awful at distributing. But at the same time, there's a reason why the guy is the captain for his national team, apart from the fact he's the only one that everyone knows. But he's still playing internationally. He's still playing at a higher level. and Not being funny, but back in the days when he was at Cardiff and they were going to the Premier League, he was an outstanding keeper. I'd give him a game or two just just to give Ruddy that kind of oh, that point yeah. of what your act out of as you weren't playing. I don't think he can I don't think you could say that to him I think that's such a hard thing He's, to say. he's, he's such
2: an experienced player, Ruddy. It's one of the things where he's at that age where in, in his career, I don't think he needs that, does he? But like, as well that
1: is... it's it's what we've done to Sunjec in these last two games, like he's been playing as best as he has done for us in these, since we bought him in 2019 and we've
3: benched him after one game from playing a completely different system. Like Rudy, so I actually read about Stunjic. Apparently he had a slight hamstring injury and Rooney didn't want to tell him it was another injury. That's why they kept him on the bench. And that's why at halftime, if you'd seen him, he was going for a proper training routine was to try and see if he was fit to come on. And apparently they ruled that he weren't going to be Fit enough to come on and do forty-five minutes, he'd do ten minutes or so. But they wanted to rest him because he was—he's he been having injuries with his over his calf or his hamstring. So whether that is generally true when he was just left out because of an injury, and they just don't—the amount we've had—if you had another injury coming, you'd be enough. Because what's going on now? So
1: <laughs> I, I completely disagree that Ruddy's been underperforming this season. I just don't agree with that. I mean, I, I, I kind of get what you mean in terms of some squad rotation to a point. I would actually say that we just need to refer back to how we were playing. Uh, again for like the fifteenth million time for saying it. But like we just we had a winning system going. We were winning some games. We were playing some really good football and we've changed it all of the, well, Rooney's changed it all of a sudden and well, you could say that we've changed it all of a sudden, but still I, I would I would disagree with you on um with Ruddy in personal opinion. It's um he's he's been easily our best defensive Bring player. Bring back
3: Hannibal. That's all we want. Hannibal would be ev- a good signing. I'll every vlog I'm on. I don't care. The Man Bring United it has got to come into handy somehow, is not it? Like... Well, I think he, that's... Knows, he knows Hannibal. He knows Chong and he knows Fellaini. We can get Hair FC going again. <laughs> Let's get it going. <laughs>
1: it's on midfield. I think... Um... I think that's the only thing that perhaps would seem till Christmas if he keeps up the form that he's in, is the perhaps the players he could bring in. But I would argue that's still too late. If he keeps up this form, and I don't know exactly what that form is, let's be honest, he's not going to lose every single game until Christmas. He is going to win a, a game eventually. Of That
3: should be easy three points. <laughs> He'll,
1: he will win a game, let's be honest. Oh,
3: yeah, Sam what could be bad. Leicester? What if we beat
1: someone like Leicester? We could beat Southampton. This is the thing, this is the thing boy. <laughs> Don't disagree
3: mean... with that one, Tommy. What, what? <laughs> uh, I knew you could have... One second, <laughs> but yeah, like as Tommy said, we could we could beat Southampton, it, it could happen. And as a Blues fan, I'm sure you're the same, Sam. I've seen some weird mm. things happen. I never in my life thought I'd see Bone City beat Arsenal in the Carling Cup final. <laughs> it happened, stranger things have happened in football, but it, it's one of those.
2: The championship is unpredictable, isn't it? That's one thing Varied. you can say about the league. Like the amount of uh, results that you see and go, I can't believe that. Like it, it could happen, but will it happen? I'm not sure.
3: People say that the Premier League is the toughest league in the world. No, I think the championship is ten times tougher because the Premier League, you've got VAR that helps you with every decision. But we've got situations, like I was reading somewhere yesterday that we should have, Hull should have had a penalty. Stonewall penalty last night.
1: Oh, and I don't I'm, know about that one as well. I thought that was a dive.
3: It, it may have been, but at the same time, there's there's coaching Miyashis against Baggies was 100%. That was never yeah, a penalty. The, how the hell that was a penalty. Oh, definitely a penalty. penalty. I don't know what you guys are
2: about. <laughs> in, the,
3: in the Premier League, though, in, in, in La Liga and Serie A and all these big... You've got VAR that rule that out. The toughest league is the championship because you haven't got VAR ruining the game. It's pure, the referee's done this. Yeah. Deal with it.
2: That's happening. I'm not waiting two minutes for a final verdict. So no. you just get
1: it there, here and there.
3: Well, they're, they're, they're apparently rumoured to be putting VAR at the championship next season. I was like, I ain't going if they are. I don't want it.
1: No, I'm not a fan of VAR. I think it needs spinning off in all entirety, in my opinion. Um, but that's or, obviously. Or a get complete...
3: a proper good system in it yeah. like rugby rugby it's quick it's simple TMO it's there, it there it? and there very quickly that's what it needs to be otherwise scrap a lot of it the world cup it was really good Surprising, and i think it was yeah. utilized properly in the world cup and then it's come back to england and we've gone now we're going to do it our own way
1: it's so. <laughs> sort of the way that blues feel at the moment um yeah. So yeah, uh let's uh we've nearly been talking for about an hour. Uh let's wrap this up with some predictions for Southampton. Uh I imagine we're not feeling very confident, myself included. Um but yeah, Josh, give us your thoughts on what um facing.
3: I heard a bloke say the other day that he wanted it to be on your vlog, the lad that was like nine nine. I'm gonna stick with him and go nine nine, but Jack would be proud, that. Uh realistically Two one Southampton.
1: Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, I don't think we'd get a goal, wouldn't we? It's the first goal for under Rooney.
3: I'm hoping as well. It's not one of these where we go one nil down, two nil down, and then we get a last minute goal. I'd like it if we one one competed for it. Yeah, go one nil down, and we show the passion of getting a goal back. And yeah. If we lose the game, we lose the game. But two one is where I see it realistically.
1: Sam, your thoughts?
2: Um, I think for the game, Southampton are going to have a lot of the ball, aren't they? We we know they like to play possession football and they've had a lot more sort of uh, time to work with the manager to play as possession football. But the thing is, with Southampton, they do concede a lot of goals. Like You see the amount of goals they've conceded this season. We were saying earlier on the fact that Leicester put a lot past them. There's been other teams that have taken the distance in games. And I just think there are goals to be had in the game. And I think both teams will score. And I'll say we'll get a point. I'll go
1: 1-0. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair result as well, yeah. Um, oh, see, I'm in two minds here. I I would really like to see us just fucking go for it, like just absolutely... nine <laughs>
3: nil against them. <laughs> as well, three and five years.
1: as well though, I and I don't know how we're going to do it because I don't think Rooney's going to go back to the way we're playing. I think he's. I don't want to use the word stubborn, but I feel that's the only way I can really describe it. I think he's he's a, he's going to stick to the way he wants to play, and I feel like we're going to get more and more frustrated with that as fans. But they are, you know, for a former Premier League team in themselves, Southampton, they are. They haven't had the best starts to the season as they probably would have liked to. Obviously, Leicester have had the much better start. Um, but I think Rooney needs to play his cards right in this game and I think he needs to get on side with the fans i think the only way he's going to do that is by giving us what we want really and you know if we lose and they play... his boots
3: up and get on that pitch and score us some goals
1: <laughs> super sub
3: <laughs> yeah really a up front
1: <laughs> oh god can you imagine the dream that? team
3: <laughs>
1: jesus christ man all that... we
3: need now is Troy Deeney back and you got the perfect front break. <laughs> <laughs> loads of pace there <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need <laughs> we need just to play the same way we were before that we need to properly go for it i feel like if we lose fair enough but i feel if we uh, and i'm going to use this phrase i was using before used to scott sacked if we put the right team out we'll win 2-1 i don't think we can um hold out for a clean sheet but if we don't i think southampton will win obviously but i don't think we'll score again that's the thing so it could be two or three now. And if it's worse than 3-0, oof, I worry for the fan base then because mm. that could get really bad then. Because... I
2: think if we concede the first goal, we'll lose. It's one of the things where if we get the first goal in the game, there's definitely a chance of us getting... Like if we concede early on, first goal...
1: Well, actually, we get... yeah, because it's interesting you say that. If we concede the first goal, we'll lose. It's West Brom, I think, was the first time in ages when we actually came Two back years. to win. Two April, years. 2021 was the... Yeah. was the last time. Literally, mm. like, that's the sort of thing... And like. When we did that i was like wow like we we're turning the corner here you know maybe i'm just getting ahead of myself in that, in that on <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like, that's, that's,
2: that's the corner turn
1: <laughs> it's like that's the thing like and then i feel like that's my brother said that last night on the blog. actually nice now, now i think of it but like it's if we go a goal down then I, I, I we can't get back into games it's just it's how we've been for such a long time and i completely agree with you if we do go one nil down you know, even if we go down one nil in like the seventieth minute, similar to how we did against West um, Middlesbrough, we're not getting back into it. I I could just see that happening immediately. You know, like if we if we went a goal ahead, I still think we were up against it. But we've obviously got the the chances in it. But just like we need, we need, we can't go a goal down. That's as simple as that. But I don't think we can.
3: I'm just hoping to God Shea Adams don't score and oh, if he does watch idiot. the podcast if he is watching the podcast shay put one in your own goal mate just, just, <laughs> you're blue nose, we know you are stick one in your own goal mate make us all happy
1: i think if he does score which <laughs> i imagine <laughs> which i imagine if he does i, I imagine if he does play uh, on saturday um and he does score i, I just beg that he does celebrate that's the only i thing. don't
3: think he will i don't, I don't think not, he will do you either. know what i've had this conversation multiple times with people I don't care if he celebrates, as long as you don't do it in front of the Blues fans. And if you're at our ground, you don't celebrate in front of us. But at your own home ground, if I if I played for Blues and went to Southampton and I scored St Mary's eighty minute winner in front of all the Southampton fans, I'm running around shirt off, going well, that's crazy.
1: That's what Hernandez <laughs> did for us against yeah. <laughs> I would not
3: do it. I, I would not do it all. in front of the Blues fans. And if you're at our ground and you score, just that's where you do the respectful. But in front of your own fans. Crack on, do what you want, just be respectful maybe. about us.
1: Maybe. I, I kind of get what you mean. But yeah, probably, yeah, probably on your lines of thinking, actually, just not mental, you know what I mean?
3: Don't run in front of the blues fans clapping the Southampton badge, because we probably will jump the barrier and punch you. But
4: to,
3: if you're in front of the Southampton kidding, end where all their fans just in the corner, little celebration, no one's gonna get hurt through it. Well, to be fair, it's blues fans, probably load of them will. But you know. <laughs> Sorry,
1: I need to highlight this. Comments you it's the next I don't know why I mean, she just kept on JJ mate, who, um, <laughs> made me smile though dropping that into the comments. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean like even for me, I'm as skinny as it comes, I'm a you know a pencil compared to the, the, the normal figure of a person, even then they're they're skinny for me the, the blue shirts are. Um yeah we're getting off topic here aren't we? <laughs> um yeah uh so you've gone 2-1 josh uh sam you've gone a 1-1 I've gone for a, a a 2-1 blues if we play the right team and a 2 or 3-0 if we don't um that, that, that's at southampton if we don't play the right team we're not gonna win 3-0 let's face it. or or maybe we will you know who knows um but yeah thank you guys for listening uh i've been tommy kelsoff with josh and sam thank you guys for coming along again
3: yeah it's nice to have a good
2: catch-up
1: it's been good man yeah uh fingers crossed for a good result on saturday really hopeful that we're gonna um start to turn things around and hopefully get this uh shaky period off uh out of the way um so yeah we'll be uh, i will be back um uh vlogging on saturday as well and yeah thank you for watching and keep right on
3: keep right on keep right on